there's a code of silence that we don't dare speak. There's a wall between us and a river so deep. We keep pretending that there's nothing wrong. There's a code of silence and it can't go on. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on September the 5th, 2008. I always advise newcomers to look into cuttingthroughthematrix.com website where you can download lots of the previous talks where I try to piece this big jigsaw puzzle which is projected to us called reality together for you because... It's very, very complex, and it's intentionally complex. You're not supposed to know what's really going on. So I do my best to give you the shortcuts. And you can download hundreds and hundreds of hours of previous shows. Also, look into Alan AlanWattsCentinel.eu for transcripts, which you can download and print up and pass around to your friends, written in the various tongues of Europe. And also remember, too, that you, the listeners, keep me going, because this is what I'm doing full-time now doing these shows and dealing with all the other aspects of it too, the mail, uh, sending out of books, all that, that kind of stuff is done from here, not through agencies. And uh, keep a tight control of it. That way no one else can grab the material and destroy it, as has happened to authors in the past. So you can buy my books on cuttingthroughthematrix.com website or the CDs or discs I have, the DVDs. And that will keep me going. And you can also donate to me through PayPal and other means also on the site. It tells you how to do it. Now, some people will send Western Union. Western Union is fine. It's just that they will charge you a hefty sum on the other side to put your transfer through. And even when you do it, you've got to make sure that it is up on their site. Sometimes they don't finalize it. It doesn't read up as having come through. But uh, there's many, many ways to, to pay, as I say. And U.S. personal checks or postal money orders, international postal money orders from the U.S. are acceptable in Canada. The international postal order is the, the reddish-orange one, and not the green one. Not the green one that says only valid within the U.S. That's not the one. It's the reddish-orangey, yellowish one. And tonight... I was wondering about this big mess we call the New World Order. It appears to be a mess to most people because it's thrown at you like a scatter gun, like a shotgun with billions of little pieces coming to you. A lot of it's disinformation. Lots of it is to keep you tied up in the moment through political arguments over uh, this politician or that politician. And it's all a big, big scam because the whole century... The whole century and the following century, I've no doubt, has already been mapped out. And it isn't until you go into the old books and to find how it was done in the past that you get an inkling as to how strategy, global strategy, is developed and administered and run and put into effect. What you do is simply through the financial aid you give to countries, uh, you bring in conditions and a bit at a time, over maybe 50 years, you eventually run their political institutions. You make sure they copy your system, 
that they, they call democracy, which is a rubber band. There's no static democracy. And it's ideal for that case because you can always update it to the next part of the agenda. But they also do it through non-governmental organizations and education. It's all running on a sort of global-type level from the United Nations, which is a front organization set up really to front for, for the Cecil Rhodes Foundation, which became the Royal Institute of International Affairs. They set up the, the League of Nations, the United States financed it into existence, and they're running the show today. But I'm going to go into the strategy of control after this break. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix. Just talking about how this world is planned in advance. And today I was going back through the report that was put out for really the rest of this century. The report that was set up and made by the DCDC, they call it, the Strategic Trends Introduction. And the DCDC... It says here it's uh, the Directorate General within UK's Ministry of Defence. This is the big think tank that runs the UK's Ministry of Defence. It's the Development Concepts and Doctrine Centre. Now, that also runs the NATO organisation. And it's so interesting to read how they've put everything out there, 90 pages of every possible disaster scenario you could possibly imagine but including the cultural changes they foresee. Now, what they, when they say they foresee something and something is likely, it's because it's going to be mandated to be so, including cultural changes in all the countries that they're going into, taking over and setting up the standardized system. But it also goes into the cultural changes back home in the Western world, and including the United States, where they talk about small enclaves coming together with their particular religion in a minority because they need some comfort, you know, some comfort with all the rapid changes going on around them. And that's how they, they, they treat people and, and see people and their religions as basically irrelevant unless they keep them peaceful and out of harm's way, which means out of their faces. That's out of harm's way for the Ministry of Defense. But it also goes into what they're already doing, and that's the amazing thing about it, what they're already doing. Whatever you read in that document has been on the go for a long, long time. And what struck me is how close, if not this, how similar it was to, to the Council on Foreign Relations magazines that they put out there, where they always tell you the next part of their agenda. Now, the Council on Foreign Relations is just the American arm, the branch, the American branch of the Royal Institute of International Affairs which manages this whole global free trade idea. So what I'm talking about is how they get consensus between hundreds and hundreds of big international corporations, how they get consensus through education in all the countries, giving up the same propaganda to the children, the same generations of children, one after the other, but at the same time, it's all coordinated. And that's how you shape 
the future. That's how you can predict what's going to happen. You make the future happen. No one else is doing it. So you might as well do it yourself if you're the big boys, you see. And it's quite simple. And when you go into British foreign policy, even in the 1700s, you can see the machinations of Britain with what it called the balance of power doctrine, where it would fund little countries or big up next to giants and have a war going back the side of the little country and knock the giant down. And then when the little country got big, they'd reverse it and get someone else to knock them down. Napoleon called them perfidious England because they kept changing allegiances and making new treaties. Well, this strategy still goes on. And everyone who was sent across the planet, trained by the Home Office and trained in diplomacy, had an incredible education because they were given long-term strategy, strategy that they often would never see fulfilled in their lifetimes. And that was from literally from the 1700s onwards, and it's still going on today. That is why they can get consensus built up with all the countries under their wings and shape the future and bring us all along the same direction at the same time in every country. They run the culture industry, the fashion industry, the education industry, the medical industry, and even the science theory industry that shapes our minds and gives, us, gives them excuses that they give to us as to why they have to do this or that with weather control and all the rest of it. That's how you run the world, a mammoth task, but it's done through incredible networking. Now, the Club of Rome itself presides over many other bodies. That's only one organization. And look at the pyramid of bodies that's under its wing. It's astounding. But getting back to the strategic trends for the next this, this century we're in today, and going through it, it just put me in mind of the documents they put out in books in the 1700s and 1800s and 1900s. Because they planned every century. That's what really gets through to you. They planned every century up till now. And you have the records of it. At least you can still get them if you can find the old books going back to the 1700s where they projected the future. Not because they looked at crystal balls, but because they were the boys who ran economics. They were the guys who funded corporations into existence and put armies in the field and ran the factories that supplied them. They, they run the future at all times. And what happens to the public and all the mayhem along the way? Well, Rockefeller said you can't make an omelet without breaking eggs. And when societies are totally disrupted or put on the shelves, as North America is about to be, as economy is definitely going down the tubes, that's just making the omelet, and it's just tough luck, isn't it? He also said this generation is the cannon fodder for this agenda. That's on tape. That's what we are. We're omelets, broken eggshells, and cannon fodder for the big boys who come up with these plans and have all the little people around them work it into being for them. Mephistopheles would be proud. So you should look into the strategic trends introduction by DCDC. And I think it was put out in December 2006, this particular edition. 
giving in the future right down to political trends, which are not trends at all, it's the agenda. Uh, equality trends for male and female across the world is to bring more females up to status and actually supplant many men in many countries. They, they, they intend to make them matriarchal societies. They're already doing it, by the way, in Africa and other places where the UN is funding small business, but to females only, and giving them computers and loans and all the rest of it to get going so we can bypass the men and put them out of the picture. They, they want to do the same thing across the Arab nations as well. They must destroy Islam because that's all, all, it's also in this particular report, the fact that they keep hammering at Islam being a big possible nuisance for the next 50 years or so. And they must deal with it, obviously. But also in that report, it talks about how countries will be using more and more the use of private armies. Why private armies? Well, it's because they can't trust an army supplied or paid for by the people. The people want some feedback and some accountability from these, these national armies that we have. And so the trend, again, is to go into private armies to, who, who will only be, remember, these, are, these soldiers will only be loyal to their paymaster. They're mercenaries. And it even talks in that DCDC report about how they'll work alongside gangs and criminal gangs who they can bribe off to work with them in other countries. In other words, slaughterers and, and real mercenaries. They'll take them uh, under their wing and work with them. Well, that's happening in parts of Afghanistan and Iraq already. Uh, it ties right in with the Washington Times report I've got here on Blackwater, Sunday, August the 24th, 2008. It says, Blackwater Worldwide, Walmart of Modern War, by David Eisenberg of United Press International. Say whatever you want about Blackwater Worldwide, and hardly a day goes by when something isn't being said about it. It does not put all its eggs in one basket. Long before the company's recent announcement that it would seek to de-emphasize its personal security work in the future, it had created diversified corporate structure. To use military terminology, is a combined arms operation. I'll tell you what else it is, too, is a CIA front, because... There are no big private armies allowed to do whatever the hell they want across the planet. You have to be not only authorized, but you have to be monitored and led and scrutinized. It would never be allowed by those who own the world, the big economists. While most attention is focused on Blackwater security counseling or consulting, the unit that provides contractors for work in Iraq and elsewhere, there's far more to it than that. Blackwater has long sought to be a one-stop shopping center, a sort of Walmart for all the U.S. government's military outsourcing needs, and a review of its business units shows it has gone a long way towards meeting that goal. Consider Greystone Limited, which is a Blackwater entity, a private security service registered in Barbados and employs third-country nationals for offshore security work. Its website advises its ability to maintain and train a workforce drawn from a diverse base of former special operations, defense, intelligence, and law enforcement professionals ready on a moment's notice for global deployment. Tasks can be very small scale up to major operations to facilitate 
large-scale stability operations requiring large numbers of people to assist in securing a region. You know, they were also down in New Orleans, this bunch. It's a private army. Continue. Need something delivered by air? Look no further than Aviation Worldwide Services. AWS was founded by Richard Perry and Tim Childry and is based in Melbourne, Florida. Several of the MD-530 helicopters used by Blackwater Security Consulting in Iraq are operated by AWS. It also owns and operates three subsidiaries, SDI Aviation, AirQuest, and Presidential Airways, Inc. We'll be back with more in this company after this break. I am Alan Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix, giving you the bigger picture and trying to really get you to understand that nothing, even on a global scale, happens by chance. Everything is planned well in advance. The invasion of Afghanistan and Iraq were planned long, years and years before they went in there, after 9-11. 9-11 had, had to happen to give them the plausibility to go in. The first war that they have is to win the minds of the people over into true propaganda. And then the first casualty of war is truth. And I'll also put up that particular link to that DCDC's 90-page document for the projection of the future on my website again it's already in the archive section but tonight I'll put it up again so they can go straight to it and go through it it's a long long document 90 pages but it will give you an idea whenever they say likely it means this is how it's going to be that's why it's in italics getting back to the Washington Times uh, talking about Blackwater and all of its subsidiaries it says AWS owns and operates three subsidiaries STD Aviation, AirQuest Incorporated, and Presidential Airways. In April 2003, it was acquired by Blackwater USA. Blackwater also operates an airport at its North Carolina facility called Blackwater Airstrip Airport. Of course, some of these units have had their own con- controversies. Now, then it goes into a couple of these things crashing abroad and inquiries into them. But that's not the point I'm making here. The point is, you see, even that company was given incredible, let's say, encouragement from the Pentagon and very high places to get going because they've had discussions about how they could keep their armies faithful to governments in times of crisis in a diversified globalized society and they came up with the fact that they couldn't trust the the, the soldiers so they'd have to create these big mercenary outfits and that's why by the way they started training the children 20 years ago on video games and movies where everyone wore black outfits with different patches or flashes they call them on their arms they were kind of faceless types but they obviously were the ones in charge they had the big guns and They've, they've, they've raised the whole generation to be that very type of soldier 
someone was telling me yesterday, in fact, from New York, talking from a guy who's in the black area there, and um, he said that every youngster he knows wants to be in the military or the police force. That's how they see the future for themselves. There's no other place for them. That's the only place they can walk into from nothing land and be a somebody all of a sudden and get respect and a paycheck. So this is all being planned that way. You know, in Britain, they used to close the factories down uh, when they wanted people to get recruited in militaries before they brought in conscription. And it's the same thing here. When they took away the factories and encouraged them and financed them with your tax money to go to China, they knew they'd raise a population up with not much of a prospect. In fact, they started calling them Generation X. And that's who's in the military now, the Xers. Everything is planned that way. Anyway, continuing with this particular article, it says here, So Blackwood water is on the ground and in the airs. What about the sea? It is that covered too. Blackwater Maritime Security Services offers tactical training for maritime for protection units. It's trained Greek security forces for the 2004 Olympics and Azerbaijan's naval sea commandos. Blackwater's facilities include a man-made lake with stacked containers simulating a ship for maritime assaults, received a contract to train U.S. Navy sailors following the attack on the USS Cole in 2000, which people are still saying was a set-up job too. And, of course, given that much American economic news these days deals with housing and real estate issues, it's only appropriate that Blackwater should have created the Raven Development Group, RDG, got its start in 1997 by designing and building the world's largest private tactical training facility, Blackwater USA. Among other things, RDG offers general contracting, construction management, designing, and building services to its clients. You've got to understand, too, what this is talking about. He's talking about building air bases and army bases and so on across the planet, along with Halliburton, another big, uh, I'd say, front group, because they go in and set up the, the infrastructure in countries to get them on their feet after the Air Force has blasted them into oblivion. Well, how do these companies come into being? You see, you don't just work your way up to the top and they open the door and say, well done. No. They have to literally prise that door open, and they might and might not bring you up the ladder. You don't walk up it. They haul you up, and they make sure that you know your place in the great scheme of things. So that's Blackwater. And it goes on and on and on about more and more and more of Blackwater and what they're up to. Do you know the Roman army had about 34 military bases across the planet in the ancient world? And that was similar. See, nothing is new. There's nothing new under the sun. And the Roman government had these big front contractors who would go in. Wherever Romans went, they, they were big builders. They're always big builders, the big masons. Love big building contracts and make sure that you pay for it. And I'll explain that after the following break. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth.
Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix, trying to make sense of the confusion which is bunged out there in our faces. Just before I go on to the, the callers, I'll mention too in that DCDC 90-page report, they talk about the increasing use of what they're talking about really is, is gossip, gossip for media. If you notice, they give us nothing but gossip and so-and-so's boobs are being reduced and so on, uh, or, or implanted and made larger and all that kind of stuff. These are the gossipy things because they want to keep the public dumb and stupid and out of action while they bring these massive changes upon them. So they will be encouraging all these, this trivia and rubbish and Hollywood bimbo stuff and, and increasing uh, articles, more and more and more of them, until that's all people will talk about, I guess. This compar- I call it comparison studies, whose boobs are bigger than the others, because that's all they're giving you. And I'll go to the callers now, because we have a few there. Uh, I should get it done. Uh, we've got Justin in the UK. Are you there, Justin? Hi, Alan. Yes. Hi, how are you? I'm surviving here. It's pouring rain again. I've three days of sun the whole summer. <laughs> yeah, it's, quite, it's uh, been basically the same here in the UK this summer has been a total washout. Yeah. It's been uh, officially the worst summer, now we're thinking about 50 years perhaps. Mm-hmm. And of course the farmers have been hit hard with the torrential rain. Absolutely terrible. Yeah, same but, here. Uh, that's weather warfare, warfare for you, I guess. It is weather warfare, and what's interesting, they've just put articles out now, officially in the mainstream papers, telling us that they're going to have to dump sulfur dioxide into the air to save us. <laughs> Oh, right. When I've been doing it for 10 years, with with much more lethal stuff than that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I was just listening to what you were talking about with the relationship between uh, Blackwater, you know, the premier mercenary company on the planet, Mm -hmm. and this police state they're trying to bring into being globally with uh, private armies. I think I emailed you this before, but have you heard about um, what is called uh, the Defense Technical Academy? that's going to be built, that's being built, I think, in St. Athens in Wales. Yes. Uh-huh. You heard about that? It's a, a very uh, strange thing called the Metrics Consortium. Mm-hmm. Various uh, companies banded together to provide training, basically for um, whatever government can afford to pay the bill to send their thugs to mm-hmm. be trained in, a, in this military mercenary academy. Yes. In, in Wales, I think it's costing about £11 billion pounds of the taxpayer's money. Oh, yeah, the taxpayer pays for his chains. Yeah, yeah for sure. They've got companies like Kinetech and Raytheon, of course, Ray, yeah, involved in this yeah. and various work, others. Yeah. They've altered their website now because they did um, include some rather interesting information about the training they were providing. Mm-hmm. and other things, but they've altered their website now. There's a bit of a um, public relations thing ongoing with this, so they've altered certain things. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, um, yeah, it's all going on. The, you know, the people, as you say, it's all perception management. It's out in the public domain, but people are ignoring the whole thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And they're kept out of the loop. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure, for sure. But, we see, this is the whole point of it. They don't want the public to ever be conscious of what really is going on or the real long-term agenda or 
they don't want to know for sure that they themselves are going to be uh, suffering uh, the onslaughts of these troops when they're let loose, which they do say in that DCDC report will happen. They'll have flash mobs, and they'll need a particular type of army that will be unaccountable to the public, you see, to go in and deal with it uh, as severely as possible. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, I just wanted to mention that. I'll have to see if I can send you some of the information on this because they deleted certain things from the website, so I'll see if I can email these to you. You may may be of interest to you. Oh. But another quick thing before I leave this to other callers. Uh, you mentioned in the past about how so many people are basically the dead. You know, they've turned off from reality. You know, the perception has been so well managed by the powers that be that everything is, you know, they're dead to the reality. Yeah. I mean, I pretty recently, you know, woke up to the way things are. My entire life I have seemed to be rebelling instinctively against the system. Yeah. But you say that so many people are the dead, but if, if you consider that the dead are your close family and friends, how can you really, you know, I, I basically want to try and do things to help my family who have helped me my whole life. Mm-hmm. You know, how can you say, and I realize what you're saying, but how I want to try and help them, I want to find some way to help the people that I know, and I can't just leave the dead, as we, as we say, to it. What, what do you think could be a way of helping them? I've got to, you know, because they feel they've left me behind from their yep. perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, how I can't, I, I'm trying to work out a way to try and help them because these are the people that matter mm-hmm. to me. What you can do is, is write up simplistic, no, for, actually for the stage and understanding, simplistic things which are going to affect their lives personally yeah. and uh, ways which they can help to counter it, or at least protect themselves or get ready for something coming down the pike. Um, not to be sitting ducks, so to speak, even to do with, with storing up food and, and things for, for what's to come. Stuff you yeah. can store for years if necessary, but very simple stuff but you can certainly point out what is predicted to happen in the next few years. And, and we, it doesn't take a genius to look at the prices going through the roof. And it's going to be much, much worse, especially with uh, the fact that they have targeted the, the farm belts of uh, Europe and North America. And this winter and in the following year, definitely, will be even worse when the stocks start to go down. Um, this is intentional, you know. Uh, they want to bring up certain countries in Latin America, as, such as Chile and others, to be the main manu- uh, producers of, uh, of the GMO food for North America and parts of Europe. So if you can fill in the little parts that don't make sense to them, uh, just fill them in on those parts which they can understand and at least get them ready uh, uh, for some kind of preparedness so they can come through some tough times ahead. Yeah, for sure. I have been trying, as some people will listen to certain things, I will tell them about what's going on, but it's trying to break through the programming because they all have their little panaceas to relieve the pain of modern life, whether it's I'll tell you, you, you can't drugs, do it. Alcohol. If, if, if you go into the television every day, you, you won't be able to do it. Yeah, that's you, the you problem. Honestly that's won't. The main thing is the television. Is yeah the media saturation, the media programming, trying to break through that, I am finding almost mm-hmm. impossible. Yeah, exactly, and that's why they gave us television, was to destroy communication between adults and children. 
you can't. It's, it's too hypnotic. It's too professional. It's, it's addictive, very addictive, and it gives them a, a safe, secure version of reality. Everything's being taken care of. Don't worry. Lie back and just play. That's what they're told, really. Um, so you will not break through to them as long as they're glued on that television set. Brzezinski said it himself. It's a scientific indoctrination through television. And he said um, all they'll be able to do shortly is repeat that which is downloaded into them on the previous night's news. That's, that's happened with most people, unfortunately. Yeah, definitely the television. And of course, got adult friends big into the whole... Um computer game thing as well that's you know that's even yeah, that's another way. thing that the dcdc report people should read it they want to yeah. encourage more and more and more of that to keep people in la la land and actually use all media and and the internet to, to its full extreme um to basically put you back into that limbo state of unreality even say yeah. in it that the, the, the fact and fiction will become so blurred most folk won't tell a difference will be unable to tell a difference that's that's what it's given for. That's what it's given to them for. Yeah, definitely. I've met the media, do you think, and for you, because I've been told my own life, remember, you think too much, is the mantra constantly repeated. You think too much. Go That's with right. flow. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Now, how on earth can you possibly ever think too much? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I've always been told, you think too much. You're too deep. But yes. There we are. Anyway, yeah, I'll leave it to other callers and taking up your time, Alan. Yeah. So uh, thank you very much, and I'll try and email you a particular article on that metrics consortium you may find of interest. That's, that's fine, okay. Thank you, Alan. Talk to you again. Bye. And now we've got Bernard from Philly. Are you there, Bernard? Hello. Hey, Hello. Good to meet you. Um, I have uh, two questions and one request. Uh, I think I heard you once say that the, uh, the tarot is the uh, foundation of uh, all religions. Could you explain that? I don't know if I said that, but uh, I know the tarot card, really, if you understand that you can't really do it in, a, in this kind of show uh, for the time constraints and so on, but every symbol that you see and the symbols within symbols, and there are symbols within symbols, are part of the, the actually it's the mechanism of the structure of control of all of society, including your mind. Right. And every age group, every gender, um, it's all in there too. Methods to do it. You could, there's many languages, and and um, symbolism is one of the main languages. From the most ancient times, the High Magi used symbols to communicate to each other. And of course, the public had they thought it was nice pictures, but uh, it's still in use today, and it's, it's definitely in uh, the set of the tarot cards. Yeah. The tarot, remember. It's just, a, it's just a scrambled Torah, which means law. Right. Okay. Um, second question. Could you explain the uh, transition from the Roman Empire to the Catholic Church? In other words, did the uh, hierarchy of the Roman Empire become the hierarchy of the Roman Catholic Church, or where did they go? Where did they Well, what the... they did uh, with Constantine, Constantine set up a bishop, he didn't take the, the crown himself for that particular. He had plenty of hats to wear already, being the emperor. But he did what he did um, was to bring the Catholic Church, became known as the Catholic Church um, at the time, 
uh, again, of the standardization process of, of many splinter groups which already existed, he accepted it in as one of the religions under the, the Roman Empire. He didn't make it the main religion. That happened later. Right. And then Justin eventually sort of tried to bring it down again. He was the last pagan one. So uh, you find, too, that, that Constantine built a temple to himself where the people could go and worship him as a god. So he had lots of insurance policies. He was Christian. He belonged to Mithraism. He belonged to all the standard groups of the day. So he had lots of insurance policies. He himself had no particular uh, favorite uh, except that which would be popular for the people for control purposes. And that's really why he brought it in. But the, the, the following ones eventually took on that role uh, as, as Pope. Um, okay. And as I say, up until Justin... And then Justin, who was the last pagan emperor, he went back to philosophy. He believed he was also a god. Um, he tried to came down on the Christian churches of that day. But Christianity had many different factions before Constantine uh, accepted it as one of the faiths right. under the Roman, the Roman uh, Empire. Okay. And uh, one request uh, in regard to waking up the dead. I think two... The two documents are would be useful in waking the dead. That would be the uh, declassified documents you have regarding cultural creation, mm -hmm. and also the um, that uh, members book you have uh, from the RIIA, yeah. 1937, mm -hmm. uh, regarding the uh, fall of the United States and the rise of China, etc. Yeah. Would you be able to post those to your website? I, what I'll, I'll do is do talks on both of them and then put up stuff on the website because they, they'll take quite a while to go through. Yeah. But I will okay. do talks on them, yeah. Okay. All right, I'll be calling you again soon. Thank you, and I'll let the uh, next caller take over. Okay. Thanks for calling. Yeah, there's, uh, there's so much to this, too. I mean, people don't even know the past because, once again, the victor is always right. The histories. Nothing's really changed on that. Um, even when you're living through a time period, you have to cut through the propaganda, which always exists, and, and find the truth. The truth is the hardest thing ever to find when you're living inside an agenda, a planned agenda, where century by century the future is always planned. Now we've got uh, Doyle in D.C. Are there, Doyle? Alan? Yes. Hi, how are you? Not so bad. Um, I have one question, and then I'll hang up and listen to your answer on the air. Can you say slowly the exact name of the report, the full name of the report that you keep referring to, the D.C. something? So, And I want to write it down, so I'm going to hang up, okay? Uh-huh. What I'll do is I'll put this on the website again tonight. It's already on in the archive section of cuttingthroughthematrix.com, but I'll put a link back up on tonight's talk uh, and you'll be able to find it right from my site or it should take you to this particular uh, organization this this uh, military uh, think tank organization and you'll have no, no trouble finding it so look into the site uh, the, the front page of my website for tonight's talk and I'll be right the link will be right there for you to to go and see 90 pages download it and go over it at your leisure. But remember, think for yourself when you're reading it, because these characters don't have a crystal ball. It's not surmising. 
They're very politically correct. They talk about the CO2 levels being going to be a crisis. These are still up in the air, but they've accepted that as fact, which means that, that this is the agenda. It's, uh, again, a unified agenda from all sides along the same pathway to control the people, including using the weather in crisis to control them. Uh, I've got Todd from California. Are you there, Todd? Hello. Hello. Alan, how are you? I'm surviving. I'm getting. I'm shrinking with the rain. I'm becoming yeah. one of the little people. <laughs> yeah, well, calling from California, originally from New York. You know, I called before uh, a couple months ago, and I donated to you, uh, and you bought some of your books and stuff. So they were great, and uh, constantly listening. And this time, I, I had a question. Mm-hmm. In your studies and your research, did you ever find uh, information where the ruling elite they didn't brainwash us, but they educated the people, they gave good food, really like good leadership, and, and tried to help the people, and had great effects. You know, it seems like the ruling elite is like, screw the masses, they're stupid. Even if we educated them uh, and gave them everything, they would still yeah. beat the masses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they have never gone full out to help the people, but I'll tell you, uh, they did give the U.S. more leeway for a certain period of time um, to build themselves up, knowing they could take it all back from them down the road. But uh, even health-wise, in the, 50, in, in the 40s and 50s, the, the U.S. was way ahead of everyone else with height for the average person, uh, good bones, teeth, health, etc. They, they gave you better food, allowed you to have a better economy to buy it. Um, so they did it. I hold on, actually, and we'll go into yeah, that after, after this break. Yeah. Hi, folks. I'm Alan Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix. And we have Todd from California online talking about, or at least asking the question, did the elite ever give anyone a break down through the ages? And there's no doubt once in a while they'll give a break to a generation to build up the war capacity and a healthy, robust young mm. population to fight wars. And that's what the British troops noticed in World War II, was how tall and healthy the American, young Americans were compared to themselves who were stunted because the British never ever had a break. And in fact, the average British troop, even in World War I, grew up to five inches with the, the food they got in the first three months in the military. They were so starved in nutrition so Britain never gave them a break, but the U.S. certainly did. But you can see it's all plummeting now as people go into the junk food and so on. are so healthy and robust. They have bad bones and teeth and all the rest of it. So they haven't really ever done anything to benefit the public because from their point of view, to share power and even health with the public means losing power for themselves. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's... Uh... It, it seems like, you know, ideal were theoretically if, if they educated, fed people well, and, and were true leaders. I mean, like, Alan, you've demonstrated leadership. You're, you're, you're educating us about truth, where if they had more leaders like you, Alan, um, you know, would the masses say, hey, thank you very much. We have good lives. We're not going to overthrow you and try to take power from you. Or well, mm-hmm. they're afraid of that possible uprising if they gave people good food, education, and yeah. uh, they're going to be a threat to their power. Yeah, the problem again is these people aren't just the average normal people. <laughs> this is a, this is a tragedy of it all. You see, in this yeah. system, the psychopathic types 
Oh, yeah. Uh, tend to find each other and marry each other, and they interbreed so well, and they produce the same kind, so they're all, they cannot really empathize with you at all as a yeah. member of the public. In fact, they think they've got nothing in common with you. Uh, so much so that, I mean, I've heard them in Britain talking about, the, you know, the, the, the it's like Plato called the commoners, mm. as though they were different species. And they really mean it when they talk about us that way. Um, yep. So it, it, it would be fine, yeah, if these were just ordinary people who made it good sort of thing and got to the top, but they're not. They're not. They, they've got it all sewn up at the top. It's a big, big club at the top. And I think uh, you've got the word. That's another thing the Americans used to find was odd was, was they went over to Britain when they made lots of money in oil and so on and they went to Britain thinking they'd be accepted by the aristocracy but they were shunned because the other requirement was good intergenerational breeding, you see. Yeah. And it wasn't until they had a few generations of that that they were eventually accepted then like the Astors were into Britain uh, uh, to get in with the elite. So that's the other prerequisite. You need the, the lineages is very important to them. Well, Alan, thanks a lot for answering my question. And uh, I leave with the word not psychopath, but peace to everyone. And uh, I'll jump on the Internet and donate again so we can uh, help you continue the, uh, the true leadership in helping people uh, understand truth. Thank okay. you. Thanks for calling. I don't have time to get Paul from Australia. And uh, maybe it's very, very quick. Hey there, Paul. Hello. 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 Yeah. Oh, it's an honor to be speaking with you, Mr. Allen. What are you doing, sir? I'm surviving, yeah. Oh, that's excellent. That's, that's amazing. I have two quick questions, if I, if I may. Um, about, do you know much about that uh, super uh, collider machine that's underground there in Texas, about how they, they're going to try and manipulate time and time travel? Do you know anything about that? I know they're uh, working on it. I know there's one near me in, in Coniston. In Sudbury, Ontario, it's the largest uh, particle beam accelerator on the planet. But uh, yeah. let me talk about that on the next show that, that I go into, possibly if you can call in again. From uh, Hamish and myself in Ontario, Canada, it's good night. I mean, your God or your gods go with you and get the new book, which is is uh, out now for you. It's um, Waiting for the Miracle. Look into the website. Good night. Mm-hmm.